Welcome to the Licking County Locker Room on Cape 98.7, live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark. Tonight's show is brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing. Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room. And a pleasant good Monday evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Licking County Locker Room. I'm Brian Mays. We are live at Ship Brothers Brewing, 23 West Church Street in downtown Newark. Happy February to everybody. And, of course, that means changes for the specials down here at Ship Brothers. Now our burger of the month, Wee oui, Wee, oui, the French onion burger. See how I did that? I can speak multiple languages. Bonjour, Fifi. Uh, also, we've got the dessert of the month, which is the strawberry cheesecake bread pudding. And, of course, a lot more things to offer than just those couple of things. Plenty of good food, plenty of good drinks. Stop on by and say hello either this Monday, next Monday, any day that ends in a Y, you can swing on down to Ship Brothers Brewing. Our featured high school tonight are the Vikings of Northridge, and we'll be talking some boys basketball with Northridge having a tremendous season this year in the LCL and hopefully a strong run come tournament time, and we'll get to them in a couple of minutes. But let's look at some other sports taking place over this past week and weekend, including... We're back talking high school sports with the Licking County Locker Room. Live at Ship Brothers Brewing in downtown Newark on Cape 98.7. Let's talk Northridge Vikings basketball. And first we bring in head coach Bill Mallerney. Coach, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And hopefully I thought we'd be under better circumstances with your ball game against Heath on Friday. But it was it was a tough one, and you guys have been very successful all year long. So let's talk about the season first before we talk about LCL play. Your thoughts? I think you all felt you could have a good season coming in, and so far the record shows that. Oh, yeah, we returned uh, six seniors that have been together for a long time. Uh, we lost some key pieces from last year. Um, that were going to be tough to fill, we knew. But those, those guys stepping up and filling those roles very nicely as the season goes on here. So, yeah, we thought we had what we uh, what we needed to have a successful season. Uh, just takes took a little bit of rebuilding and plugging some guys into place. And the teams you've played, I mean, the LCL is always tough, but you've gone outside the LCL and played some very tough teams as well. So it seemed like this schedule, I'm even going back to the foundation game where you played Newark, it just seems like there's been building blocks to maybe have a good postseason run. Would you look at it that way? Yeah, we, we you know, we, we traveled to Smithville and Berlin Highland and, and, and played in, and played down at the ODU against Maysville. So yep. we, we set them up for tournament style play where we got to travel, bus ride, and then get off and play with no JV game and stuff against really good teams. So yeah, we, uh, we did it on purpose to get these guys ready. You know, the other guy, the other guys who had more experience to get them to continue to grow and then the guys who weren't as experienced to step in and, and, and get used to that feeling. All right, so let's let's look back at Friday a little bit. I mean, you're still in first place now, a tie, but uh, you were right there, and you I don't know if it was control of the game, but you had the lead going in. They made some defensive changes, but as I look at the box score and look at the stats, it, it just seemed to be one of those games where Heath maybe just played a little bit better at the end. No, yeah, we uh, and we we watched film with these guys, and uh, 
Yeah, they did. They they outplayed us, and we we played pretty bad. We played out of sync offensively, and I don't know. We had a week off going into that, and so it was a fine line between. You know, we had several guys sick that week, and guys needed some rest. So it was good to have that, but also you get a little bit of that sync offensively. And I think that kind of caught up with us in that game. And Heath came in, they didn't have any break, and they were hitting on all cylinders that game. And because I think you had a huge rebounding uh, margin in that game and, and didn't shoot great, but not horribly, but it seemed like turnovers maybe. maybe yes. And that's that's what you talk about, being in, not being in sync. That's yep. what turnovers yes. come into play. I think we had 17 turnovers that game. I think we're averaging right around 10. So I, that, uh, that was out of characteristic for us, you know. And, and credit Heath, I mean, they were all over the place on us. But, yeah, just couldn't couldn't get a rhythm offensively like that we had the previous, you know, six or seven games. I'm going to ask both the guys who have joined us this question as well. But after a loss, when you have a veteran team, is it easier to get back on the horse and maybe not have to? I mean, they kind of know what they need to do uh, to fix things moving forward. Is it nice to have that when you need to rebound pretty quickly? Yeah, they recognize. We watch film. I didn't have to say much, and they looked at me and they said, "Yeah, we played bad. You know, we, we weren't ourselves. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. We didn't dive. You know, we didn't, you know, guard the way we were supposed to guard. You know, in certain spots. So, yeah, it makes it it makes it nice on that having a veteran squad like that. Well, speaking of two veterans, you've got two great horses right here that have really led the way for your guys' a season: Carter Mallory and Ethan Payne. Ethan, I'm going to start with you because I'm trying to think of an old school player that just was a double double machine, and it's not old school. But I got Jared Allen from the Cavs right now that's doing it every night. But you're averaging a double double. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Oh, don't get bashful now. D- d- don't get bashful now. I mean, Coach uh, is always telling me that. I mean, he's always showing me opportunities on film of where I can attack, like offensive rebound. Offensive rebound-wise, and um, I just try to float around the rim and see what I can get. And then when they need me to go score in the post, I try to do as best as I can. Is there one area? I mean, do you like getting the boards more than scoring, or is it about equal? Uh, I I feel like getting a tough board's pretty fun, but I'm scoring's good too. I'm whatever the team needs. Do you look for it as as the because obviously physicality comes into a role when you want to rebound? Do you do you enjoy that and maybe battling and taking the defenders out of their game a little bit by being maybe more physical than what they're used to seeing? Uh, yeah, it's definitely fun uh, getting a couple like getting a couple offensive rebounds back to back on some guys, or just getting a couple defensive rebounds, not letting them get a second opportunity. That feels I mean feels pretty good, and they just start to slow down. I, it feels pretty good, yeah. Coach, I was going to say Mikhail and Bird, but that's putting a lot of pressure on these two. Yeah, but it, yeah. it kind of reminds me where Carter, who we're going to talk to here in a minute, I mean, he is the scorer, and, you know, that's how it was with Bird. And Mikhail kind of did the dirty work and things of that nature. Is that a is that a fair comparison at the high school level? I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair. I understand what you're saying. Yes, yeah, that's kind of how we it's kind of how we work it, inside-out type game, old school, a little old school, uh, mixed with some, you know, some different stuff. So, yeah. Good way to look at it. All right, Carter. So you always have the bullseye on your back going in. People know we got to stop him if we have a chance to beat Northridge. You relish that opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love it. It's it gives uh, every, all my teammates other chances too. I mean, they're they'll have uh, chances that they normally wouldn't get if there's a guy you know right on them the whole game. And I just love I love the challenge of it. Yeah. 
54 points. That's I can't even say you were in the zone that night because that's not even close. But how was that feeling? I mean, and I think you were 22 of 23 from the line, something outrageous like that. I mean, you ever have a feeling like that? I mean, yeah. I mean, all the shots were just falling that game. You know, it was just one of those games where I was getting to my spots and Fairview Park is who we played. They were letting yeah. me get there, and my uh, teammates did a nice job of setting me up in those spots, and they were just going down that game like everywhere. You had a monster game in that game too. I, I noticed that you had a double double. So you, both both guys were doing well. So now you know back to Friday when Heath changed a little bit of defense on you. Does that maybe help you guys? Because you could see a lot of different defenses come postseason. So is that something you can take away from that game against the Bulldogs on Friday? Is maybe learning how to adjust to the defenses? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's they're preparing us for tournament time and what we could see in the tournament. And I think that's. That would be a huge step. If we want to make a far tournament run, we gotta we got to be able to handle all sorts of different kinds of defenses for sure. What we ask seniors on this team, too, is the legacy that you want to leave. Obviously, you want to make a strong run uh, in the postseason and capture the LCL if at all possible. But what do you want to leave the sophomores and the juniors of wanting this to continue? We'll start with Ethan. Um, I feel like just leaving them with a the reputation of, like, Northridge basketball is here to win. Uh, coming in, um, Northridge basketball, I mean, they won a couple, ga- maybe two games in my eighth grade year, and I feel like we're just trying to change the narrative about it. And, um, I mean, if we win another league title this year, going back-to-back would be pretty sweet and just letting the league know that Northridge basketball is here to win. Carter, what can you add to that? Yeah, I mean, what Ethan said, I mean, we, we're, we're not here just to like, mess around. We're here to work hard, and we're going to... We're going to try to beat you at your game and our game, whatever whatever it takes. Do you see that mentality in practices? Because you're at that grind now. You can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel with the regular season coming to an end. But do you see it from the uh, to the younger guys, the importance of practice, the importance of drills, whatever they are? you seen that from your group? Yeah. Um, coach is always preaching that we have to just treat practice like a game. And, I mean, sometimes some practices start out slow, but... We're always trying to get back into it and just have a good practice because practice, good practice leads to good games. What is it about basketball that you love the most? Uh, just the guys. I mean, I've been with these guys, the six seniors, since third, fourth grade. So just having one last opportunity to go out there and just win and compete with them, that's uh, I just love it, yeah. Carter, how about you? Uh, yeah, I, I love I love playing with my teammates, and it's just something we've done so long. So we just go out there and we battle for one another. Like we we play for the guy next to each other, and I just it's it's fun every night. You kind of know the coach fairly well uh, yeah. for a lot of different reasons. What's that like playing for him? Um, it's I like it personally. It it's uh, he's hard on me sometimes, but I, I like it. I, I wouldn't want any other coach for sure. Coach, what's it like coaching him? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch him work hard, you know, and lead his team. And uh, but it's also hard to shut it off sometimes when you go home and then there's a bad practice or maybe the game didn't go the way we wanted to. And to learn to, you know, leave it leave it on the court and go home and be dad and son again. Do you watch a lot of basketball together and look at different things from either college games, pro games, what have you? Yeah, yeah. And what I mean, what part of for you as a coach, what part of the game? interest you because you have that balance of 
of coaching to win mm. and also developing these players mm. if they go to collegiate or just whatever happens. So how do you how do you balance the coaching and development? My big yeah, I mean obviously everybody wants to win, but my big thing is are are, are we developing? Are we getting better? Com- comp- competing? You know, are we are we giving an effort every day, every game? And are, are we getting better? You know, and it, this, preaching that the second time we play people in the league, it's so tough. Mm-hmm. You know, in that competition, that improvement, you really see who's 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 uh, improving and getting better and who's not. And so that's the big that's my big thing. It's just the the hard work and the the improvement. What have you seen from from these two guys as well as the rest of the seniors about their leadership qualities and what they are trying to to leave as their legacy? They're a little quiet leaders, but they lead by example a lot, these two. And the seniors in general, my last two years, they just show up and they work hard, um, don't complain a lot, uh, but they just just really lead by example of, of... you know how it's supposed to be done. You know, off season, in season, and that's that's the big thing that they're showing these young guys. You know, you know, you have to show up, you have to put the time in, and you'll be successful. Well, I can't get you off the hook, and I mean, we've asked how they enjoy each other. What's it like playing for Coach? Um, I mean, it's pretty cool. He's a pretty experienced uh, big guy, so just being able to learn from him. I mean, he's, his knowledge is insane. So just every day going in film watching what I can learn from that and then drills and just like different moves and stuff like that. It's definitely pretty cool. Alright, so I gotta ask this question since he's a little bit older than you and the post game has changed a little bit since he was playing back in the day. So does he try to mix the the old and the new how he played and, and the game today? Yeah, for sure. I mean our fourth grade he taught me the post hook and I feel like I go to that it's one of my favorite moves and yeah I I definitely feel like he's he mixes in some new things, but definitely the old style is a style he likes, and I like playing it too. So for you as as a former big man, seeing this game change to a a more wide open attack, and uh, I go back to you know Mateo and how they would battle inside and things like that, and that's kind of gone away. So what do you think about how the game has transitioned? Well, I think if you got a big guy like Ethan who can play the old old school. That nobody likes to guard it as much, yeah. you know. So yeah. if he gets down in there and carves out space, then uses his body, which he's learned to do over the years, and his footwork, he can take advantage of a lot of that stuff, you know. But it also you you also have to be able to play, especially on the defensive end, that wide open style and get out and guard people. That's the probably the biggest thing for a guy who's a true post player is the defensive end of the floor, which he's gotten better with over the years. I mean that that position probably has changed more than any forward, you know, small forward or either guard position because I don't think they've nearly had to change as much as what your post players have had to do. No, I don't. I mean, shoot, the NBA they don't have a they call it the dunker spot. They don't even have a five man anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. So they don't. Most people don't even use a, a big man down low. So yeah, that that the the big man or the tweener guys, those guys are those guys are the ones you had to change the most. Yeah. Shot clock. Would you be in favor of it or not? No. <laughs> no. Not, not at all. Uh, no, I, I think you know. There's, and I think Indiana's going to it uh, next year. And I've I've had mixed thoughts about it, but I, I think it. It rushes the game where I go back to the development, where you, you see this iso ball a lot, and, and then I don't know how much that helps the team environment, especially, you know, at, if they put it in at middle school or the high school level. I feel like that, that lack of team ball will go away. Yeah, it's, it's just going to rush the game, I feel. You're going to have a lot of bad shots at the end of the shot clock. I mean, you watch small colleges play that aren't good, 
and that you see a ton of bad shots. What's going to be like with a small high school team? Right. Be, right. Be jacking up shots that they shouldn't be shooting. I'll ask both you. Would you like to shot clock or no? I know you're winding it down, but would you have enjoyed one? No, I wouldn't. Bad shots, yeah. Too many bad shots, for sure. Yeah, you agree? Yeah. All right, so coming up this week, uh, you've got Granville tomorrow and then arch rival Johnstown on Thursday. Uh, first, let's talk about the Blue Aces and, and what they bring to the table. Um, Granville, they bring... Uh, they're a hard, they're a hard, uh, they're a hard-working team. You know, they switch their defenses a lot. That'll be something like uh, we'll have to prepare for. And they run a very, uh, very methodical, but like it works. Their offense. So we got to be prepared for all levels against Granville. Is tempo then a, a a big deal tomorrow night? Yeah, I'd say they they will get out and run and they'll slow down. They'll pick and choose when they want to go. But I feel like we uh, have to keep to what how we play, not get what they want to play. Anything you can add to that, Ethan? Yeah, I mean they. They are they're balanced. I feel like they got a couple big guys and they got a couple pretty good shooter guards and want they got a guard that'll take to the hole. So I feel like just um, yeah, we just gotta stay with the flow and don't don't get too sped up or too slow down. Just play our game. Is that the key, coach, at this point of the season? Because both teams know each other, but it's really what you can do and execute more than than what the other team could do at this point. Yeah, yeah. That, now, what I preach to these guys is, it's not like you know everybody runs play. We all know everybody. Everybody right. knows everybody's plays. It's what you do after that plays run. You know, the movement and the and the turnovers and 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 like I said, executing. That's the big thing down the stretch here. All right, we'll stay with you within the Johnnies coming up on Thursday in that matchup. Uh, I guess you don't need to say too much it's, when it's Johnstown. It's going to be a good one. You know, these guys they love to play in that, that environment. In that gym should be a packed house. And uh, you know, they they got two shoot, senior shooters that you got to keep an eye on, and uh, and then they got some good young kids that are that are, that are uh, feisty. So it's going to be a good one. That's an interesting word to use there, feisty. Um, you guys are both playing in in that rival game. Uh, a little bit more uh, emotion when you get ready for that type of matchup with the Johnnies. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean you definitely want to beat them. They, our first couple years, they beat up on us a couple times, but I feel like since this is our last time probably ever playing Johnstown, um, just we just want to go in there and beat them up pretty good. But yeah, Carter. Uh, yeah, we want to come in there with a fire. I would say, and it's definitely more emotion, you know. We remember when they beat us pretty bad the uh, first two years, or first year that I was in high school, so we, we definitely want to end it on a good note on Thursday. What can you say, and I think this will be a question for all three of you, but we'll start with Coach, um, about the, the the play in the LCL, because I always think it's it's fierce rivalries, but there is a lot of respect, because a lot of these guys work out together, play different sports, you, you see it, so you know, how do you view the LCL from a basketball standpoint? Yeah, I mean, you put it right. I mean, these guys are all, it's kind of interesting. It's all the same county. So it's like, it's not several counties put together for this, you know. And so they see each other everywhere they go, you know, summer leagues, everything like that. So, so yeah, it's, it's fierce, but there is a respect and, uh, everybody knows everybody. So that, that makes it, uh, that much more interesting. Either one of you agree with that? Yeah, I, I agree with that, yeah. Yep. Ethan, for sure. Yeah, I think it is a it definitely is a mutual respect, and um, yeah, everybody wants to beat, and you, you guys are on the top, and everybody wants to knock you off. But it seems to be uh, um, when it comes tournament time, teams kind of root for each other to see if they can move on and succeed. So, all right. Again, it's a team sport, it's a team environment, and I totally get that. So here comes a loaded question, I guess. 
each one of you, your goals individual of what you want to accomplish. And I'm not necessarily saying, you know, grab 30 rebounds or something like that. But what as you want to accomplish at the end of this regular season to help this team get ready for tournament play? Um, I think for me it's just, you know, I, I feel like I have to sit down and defend more for my team. And then I need to score when the opportunity comes to help because I feel like those two areas will help my team the most. I feel like that's just what needs to be done to get to where we want to get in the tournament. And give me one sec, because I, I just want to follow up on that, because sometimes this happens when it's not going for you, when the shot's not falling. How how do you reconcile with that, or do you need to adjust your game to that? Because, I mean, you're averaging about 25 a game, so the team is looking to you to score. If it's not working, how do you adjust? If it's not working, uh, first thing I... I'll try to get my teammates involved, and if that doesn't seem to help my game personally or like anything else, uh, get to the free throw line, get uh, get some offensive rebound, try to put that back up. Any easy little shot or bucket that can get me going, that'll, it helps a lot. All right, big man, your goals. Uh, definitely just help him out. Um, I mean, he, he, people send two at him, two at him, sometimes even three. So just helping him out when he's getting pressured. Um, because that'll be a big thing in the tournament, and uh, just become uh, just become more reliable on defense. Just like telling, knowing where everything needs to be, and uh, pointing people in the right direction. And just yeah, just knowing everything, and yeah. Also for you, and I'm, I'm trying not to get you in trouble. I swear to you, but officials call physicality different. And you might get some officials that you have not worked with um, come postseason play. How quickly, as a as a post player, can you tell how a game is being called and maybe how you have to adjust? Either they're letting you play or they're going to call everything touching. Uh, I mean, I feel like this year uh, the refs have been pretty like they let us play a lot. But um, if I'm if they're uh, being touchy and stuff like that, I feel like I just got to get in better position and. Uh, not risk the foul and just play straight up and yeah, just be in the right position at the right time. Is that something that you can even see from from the bench and maybe let him know or if, if Carter's driving to the paint, how they're going to be calling this? Yeah, we can tell pretty quick, especially with with Carter getting to the paint, what they're going to let what they're going to let other teams do to him. And then we have a little plan with Ethan how he. He learned how he's learned how to uh, manage what he does early, so we figure out what the officials are going to do, and don't we don't want him to figure out what the officials are going to do by picking up those two quick fouls. Right. Let let the other team figure that out, and then we can adjust from there. So okay. Well, you heard of their goals of what they want. What are you looking for, either from them or or from this team, with a few regular season games left? Just get consistent um, every day in practice. Um, that carries over into games. It only gets tougher from here. So the turnover is going to come down a little bit. Uh, we're up a little bit over the last two years from our turnovers. And then just recognize things better. Um, just stay locked in. Um, if we do that, we have everything we need. Uh, just get some guys to tweak some things here and there. And But that's a lot of individual stuff that has to happen too. So... So just come together as a team and, and start working on those little things and staying locked in every day. I see this as a confident team, not a cocky team, but a confident team. Like if they go out and execute the game plan, they feel they're going to win. Do you agree no, with that? And that's, and that's why we play a lot of close games. These guys, they don't, they very rarely get rattled. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so then that's, that goes back to the last couple of years, those big games we played in, even the regular season games. So we played a lot of close games because they never feel like we're out of it. And so they just keep grinding, grinding, grinding. It's hard to get them down. And, uh, and so yeah, that, that, that is, you're, you're correct on that. They're not, but they're not arrogant. They're not cocky, but they, they feel like they can play with anybody. If you're not confident in this game, you you ain't going to win. I mean, you, no, you can tell pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can. Guys, appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow against Granville and a couple days in Johnstown and in the postseason. Make some noise. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll take a break. You're listening to the Licking County Locker Room live from Ship Brothers Brewing here on Kate 98.7. This is the Licking County Locker Room Show on WCLT, W254CT Newark, Kate 98.7. Bunnies on Main is a special place, the kind where you are greeted with a warm smile and the smell of warm flavors the moment you set foot in the door. Voted best burger and best all-around restaurant, they're sure to have something for the whole family to enjoy. Not feeling the crowd? Order pizzas, subs, and salads for pickup and delivery. Bummies on Main Street is the home of the BLT Pizza and the Raging Cajun Burger. Make Bummies your first stop before the game. Follow them on Facebook for daily specials. Bummies on Main. Come hungry, leave happy. Been in an accident? Car need a little TLC? At Newark Auto Body and Zanesville Auto Body, safe, reliable collision repairs are their business. Local, family-run, veteran-owned, and serving Newark, Zanesville, and surrounding areas, they work with all insurance providers to make your experience hassle-free. Ask about special discounts for military veterans. Go to autobodyofnewark.com or autobodyofzanesville.com to get started. Their ICAR Gold Class technicians will make your vehicle like new again. Houston, we have a problem. It's getting cold outside. Have no fear. Houston Plumbing and Heating has the solution. I'm Chase Houston. Feel comfortable with the warmth you desire at a price you deserve. That's just what you'll receive with Houston Plumbing and Heating, your local York contractor. Call Houston today at 740-763-3961. We'll help you get started with a free estimate. Houston Plumbing and Heating, where one call does it all. Ohio license number 25394. Aches and pains aren't trophies. They're just barriers keeping pros like you from getting the work done. You know better than anyone that this business can be backbreaking. But that's all the more reason to partner with someone who has your back. Ferris is about helping you finish strong and feel good doing it. Ferris commercial grade mowers feature patented suspension technology that allows you to mow faster and get more done while keeping you comfortable so you can feel good tomorrow. Visit Wright Brothers Power today. Ferris. Work hard. Feel good. Everyone says it's the journey that matters. Not so at Ship Brothers Brewing. Ship Brothers is a destination in the heart of downtown Newark that is so spectacular, there's nothing like it anywhere. Come aboard to experience incredible appetizers, outstanding burgers and sandwiches, and the one-of-a-kind beer wall. What? That's right. Don't wait on a bartender anymore. Head to the beer wall and design your own tasting flight. Ship Brothers Brewing, a -a one-of-a-kind sensory destination. Been in an accident? Car need a little TLC? At Newark Auto Body and Zanesville Auto Body, safe, reliable collision repairs are their business. Local, family-run, veteran-owned, and serving Newark, Zanesville, and surrounding areas, they work with all insurance providers to make your experience hassle-free. Ask about special discounts for military veterans. Go to autobodyofnewark.com or autobodyofzanesville.com to get started. Their ICAR Gold Class technicians will make your vehicle like new again. 
Hopewell Federal Credit Union provides full-service banking solutions with three convenient locations in Newark, Heath, and Johnstown. Learn more at hopewellfcu.org. Live here, work here, worship here, and bank here. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Serious about tightening your belt in the new year? Turn to Ross's Granville Market for the right ingredients to help you eat right. You can count on Ross's for the freshest fruits and vegetables, but they also have a great selection of fresh fish and plant-based foods. You'll be surprised at the variety of choice and flavors. The only limitation is your own imagination. To help keep your resolutions, visit Ross's Granville Market, your home for fresh flavor and selection. 484 South Main Street in Granville and online at rossesgranvillemarket.com. Licking County's light and refreshing music station is Kate 98.7. Five decades of your favorites from the 70s through today. Presented by Alive Vineyard Church, Licking Knox Goodwill, Licking Memorial Health Systems, and Independent Termite and Pest Control. Coaches, players, and more. It's the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark here on Kate 98.7. Well, we have indoor track going on, and I think uh, Mr. Kevin Jarrett, the AD of Northridge, might have set the 50-yard record just coming in here, but we're happy to have him along. Hopefully he's caught his breath. But, you know, you, you mm-hmm. talked about where you were, middle school term and things like that. A lot of people wonder when there's off days for athletic directors. I don't know that there is any when school's in session. Well, I don't think so either because there's always something going on. If you're not doing something that day, you're playing for the next. Uh, and so that's the, that's the good thing about it. I guess that keeps you out of the trouble. At least it does me because I don't have time to do anything. But um, it, it's really a good thing for, for kids when we have the sports and the, the activities that we do for them to be involved in. Uh, you know, you, you talked about indoor track. We've got some phenomenal athletes in the track team that's getting ready, and they're working on the indoor stuff. And, uh, in fact, we've got a girl that's tops in the nation uh, right now in uh, in some sprints that will be coming to outdoor and things. So um, we're, we're excited about that. Our track coach Coaches do a great job, and you know we're looking here, you know, into that nicer weather and a little bit of spring. But um, you know, Licking County is an amazing place with the athletes that they have, and we've had tons and tons come out of here. And every year, it seems to just drop the jaw by the things that our kids do, whether it's in the classroom or on the on the athletic fields, or um, just it's just amazing. Well, and and we talked about a little bit in the break. Um, you know, sometimes I think the LCL gets a little overshadowed by the OCC. You're right there by the big dog, but mm-hmm. the competition is very fierce. But the rivalries and respect, though, of whatever sport you're talking about, whatever athletes, everybody wants to do well. Yeah, Johnstown mm-hmm. wants to beat Northridge, Northridge one. But at the end of the day, it is all looking Countyans getting together, and I think that's something special. Well, it is, and a lot of the kids, you know, they play on the same teams in the summertime, and they get to be buddies, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a pride thing. Uh, you know, yeah. I, especially after you graduate and you uh, get a little older and you see those guys come back around and you talk about the old days, <laughs> the things that you I do did a lot. Who, I do a lot. <laughs> and who won and who didn't. And we got you on this one and you got us. And, you know, and so those are great things. And I, and I remember, you know, years ago when I played, there's still guys out there that I talk to every now and then and they'll mention things about games that we had and that kind of stuff. And it's just a brotherhood. You know, everybody, yeah. everybody, you know, you want to beat the other guy, but you, you, you're, uh, Respectful of them, and you uh, you learn to uh, appreciate how others look and go at things. Well, and I, you know, you look at Ethan and Carter too, two outstanding basketball players. But 
there's still humble pie within both yeah. of them. The the respect, and I think that's delivered by the culture at the school. Well, it, it's it's it starts with the parents, obviously, and you know they have a great set of parents, and, I, and a lot of our kids do, and you know they teach them the right things to do, and then they go out and and show others how to do that, and we all try to work in the same thing and and make sure we do the right things and set an example. And you know we talk about culture there with some of the coaches and things and the and our kids is that's not the way we want to do things here, or this is how we do it here, and and every school's like that. You know they yeah. want to set that example and set that standard of how they do things and doing it the right way. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about our kids. Um, we want them to learn life lessons, which what, is what happens. Uh, some of them are tough ones uh, that, that come out of athletics. It, but we want them to learn life lessons and to grow up to be good citizens. And I tell them I'd like to see them back here at Northridge and be a part of our programs and step in and be coaches. And, and we've got several of those coming back and doing those things. And we always like to see that. That's a great thing when you can have um, former players and, and come back and be a part of your program and, and help to make it better. When we talked a couple of years ago in the fall, we talked about uh, enrollment and, and participation. Mm-hmm. And you felt quite confident that as we moved farther and farther away from, from the pandemic, it was going to get that way. So here's my follow-up. How's it looking? <laughs> well, I think... I think we're we're uh, we're encouraged by our numbers uh, in the especially in lower levels. Um, you know, our, our for example, one program that we have right now that's shown an uptick in the lower levels. We've got about 52 kids that are wrestlers right now wow. in the NYA program, and uh, we're kind of outgrowing our building that we have them in. And uh, you know, you have a problem, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our programs for the you know boys basketball and the and girls basketball and football i think we're getting more interest our coaches are looking at those things and we've talked about we've got to recruit our our kids we've got to recruit our classes we've got to recruit the nyaa we've got to recruit the middle school we've got to keep those kids out and i think those coaches have taken that to heart and are doing those things we've done doing a lot more with camps we're getting kids involved we're trying to get into the weight room more we're looking at um how we can get them into school and we've got uh, we're looking at things to try to get them interested in in school and not that everybody has to go to school but you know we'd like to see that part of it to get those kids to be um, you know do some things that they want to do and whatever that is we'll support but yeah i think our numbers are growing um i'd, I'd like to get us up to about 80 percent participation that's my goal i don't think that um we'll get that overnight but right. Um, and we may never get there, but that's my goal. I'd like to get that. I, I, I want it more than every other kid walking down the hall and, and being on a sport team. I'd like to have every 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10 you walk down the hall and they're involved in the sport. Is there any concern, because you know, here comes the media skepticism of that, oh, Just a lot of kids just want... I don't want to say the cake and eat it too, but learning learning a game and and mm-hmm. understanding you know the practices and developing and things of that nature. I don't see that problem at Northridge, but you know it it can be hard because everything on TV is the quick hit, the quick right. solution, things of that nature. Is that something you guys talk about with the coaches and things of that nature? I, I think it's our job to teach them the difference between club sports and school sports. Okay, um, you know, as a school sport, it's an educational based type of. Uh, program and that's what we do and that's what the pro HSAA preaches and they look at that and that's what it is. It's a learning, it's a learning environment and nine times out of ten, the biggest life lessons they're going to learn are in athletics as opposed to the book room in the books in the classroom. And so, while some of those lessons are tough on the athletic front, 
they prepare you, I think, more so than what we have in the classroom. And I'm not downplaying the classroom. I've been a teacher for 30 years, and I did that. I taught, you know, for a long time and was a coach and, and those types of things. But, but that's important, and it's important for them to, to, you know, sometimes you do fail. And, and sometimes, you know, you look at some of the greatest inventors we've had in the world. They failed multiple times right. and just didn't quit. And that's what we try to preach and what we, we look at and we try to do is for our kids to have that, you know, that ability to, to take setbacks, look at the positive part of it, and move forward with that and make themselves better. The other thing that hasn't changed since last time we talked is the growth and the expansion. And I, I see there's going to be a little bit delay from the behemoth that's coming, but uh, you're still in that, that growth market and growth endeavor. So how's that going? Well, that rings right around us, it looks like. Um, <laughs> and and we're, we're still waiting to see what happens and sure. how it'll work. You know, the, the infrastructure and things that need to be in place for, for that rapid growth, I don't think are there yet. That's a personal opinion. I have never talked to anybody or don't know. I'm not an expert in all that. But I think once that that stuff happens, then I think we, we'll probably see more and more people come in. Um, you know, we're going to grow some. We'll just get some kids. And we have. And we've seen some some a few come in from different places right now that, that are looking at us. So hopefully we're doing the right things and we're attracting some people. And, uh, you know, and you, you speak of the growth. You know, we're, we're growing with making our facilities look better with sure. the stadium and things. And, you know, right now they're saying that we're on track to be ready for the fall. So we're hoping that all that goes well. With the weather like it's coming, maybe we've got a chance with everything <laughs> weather-wise. Um, and so, How have you been able to keep patient through that? Because I know you're <laughs> chomping, but it is it is a process to get that done. Well, it is, and, and you gotta you got to let you know things run their course i think um we we try to we've had meetings every you know so often and talking about those things but it would be great to be done today um you know <laughs> tracks would be a, a, a sort of a nightmare to try to get everything pulled together for practices and where they're going to go and what they're going to do with no track and no field and no no pits and uh, none of that stuff so we're going to have to work at trying to make that happen and and our coaches have a great attitude towards it they're like whatever we need to do we'll do do we can we dig some pits can we put some mats down can we work in the gym how do we do this what can we do here so um you know it can't happen fast enough you're right but uh, it'll get there and we're uh, we've got a great mindset on that with our coaches and our kids and uh, you know hopefully parents are patient too they're going to have to understand that yeah while we may not have the things that we need and want right now that down the road we should have those and it'll be better for us so we're excited if this doesn't prove a school and community have to work together i don't know what would because you really you need right. the positivity yep. when when things aren't where you need them at this point and mm-hmm. i think that's been the case overall with the community and the school oh, i think together. they've been really positive about that stuff and they've you know um you always have some of those that are a little bit more negative and a little, a little more of a doubt and yeah. things but i think for the most part we're, we've been very patient and very positive and our and our parents are really great at supporting us i i think that they've been just fabulous in doing that stuff since i've been there in the last well almost Almost three years now. Expansion with the other sports like we've seen in football. I don't believe there's been an official word on that yet, or unless you've got something to share. The the only thing that uh, I know that we've talked about and it's been going through the OHSAA is they are looking to to make some more divisions in things um, with these team sports that they they call. Um, I think there's a little push from some of the other the, the or some. The track and cross country and things want to be included in that more so than I think that the OHSA is looking at right now. 
Um, and that may change a little bit. Who knows? Um, I know there's some talk. My coach talked with me about that just today, about, you know, those extra divisions or other divisions or separating the biggest from the, you know, the largest school in Division One to the smallest school in Division One, and then it just kind of filters down from there. Um, I, I think what they're doing is a good thing. I think the more divisions we have and the things we can have to recognize kids and to make it as similar as it can be and, and as equal as it can be, it'll never be completely equal. And there'll always be somebody on the bottom and somebody on the top, right. and no matter what you do. And, and you know, that's that'll shift a little bit from where it is with things now, but I think it's for the better. Um, so I, I think that's a good thing. I, I think they're looking maybe to have something here this year even to look at for next year. Um, so we'll see. Because the LCLs kind of already had to deal with that. You have the big schools and the mm-hmm. small schools, and some sports it works, and some sports it's been tough. Maybe not mm-hmm. so much. It has been tough, and and you know, uh, I, I think we've had a great mindset on that. Of course, right now being on the small end of things, um, you have to you have to look at that and, and and work at it and try to do better and get kids out, and that's what that's the whole part of our growth and the work and the try to and you know, and you go in cycles. I mean, you think about some of those things. Some teams that were really great the last five or ten years have kind of fell off a little bit and some other teams that hadn't had such good years are now rising up a little bit to the top and it'll always be like that and that happens and i think you know you can never say never we're having mount vernon join join the Mm -hmm. lcl so again i love the county aspect of it but who knows what the lcl is going to look like five years from now Yeah, that's true and it and i think it's it's a good thing for mount vernon to be there too and and for the for the lcl and as it was for zanesville and just their um you know the way their um, communities have been and and what they look like now they're more of an lcl type team and they were kind of in the somewhere where they didn't have anywhere to go right, and, right. and this kind of gave them a home and a place and, and it's been a pretty good fit for us I think it's been a nice fit and, and I think Mount Vernon will be the same way and it evens things out a little bit yep. where you don't have to have so many crossovers or or maybe we could get to the part where there's no crossovers and we have the big and the small and then that, that makes things a lot more it does. even. It does and I just like the fact you've got some eastern county matchups now with Zaneville mm-hmm. and now you've got Mount Vernon on the on it just seems to fit right now. Yes. For right now, we'll, we'll see what happens down the road. Sir, appreciate your time. Thanks for getting here. As always, Glad you're welcome. You. And I'm sorry I was I was a little late, but it, it, it all worked out. Coach, have him run sprints since he was late. <laughs> all right, good deal. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you're welcome. It. Thank you. We'll wrap up this edition of Licking County Locker Room after this timeout here on Kate 98.7. You're listening to the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Ship Brothers Brewing in downtown Newark on Kate 98.7. Next Monday, we'll be here at Ship Brothers Brewing, of course, and our highlighted high school will be the Blue Aces of Granville. And we'll begin next Monday here at 6.30 on Kate 98.7. We've got Newark basketball coming up this Friday night. The Cats entertaining the Cruisers of Groveport, trying to stay in first place in the OCC Buckeye. Pre-game at approximately 7.15 and the tip-off following at 7.30. That'll do it for this Monday edition. Thanks to our guests from Northridge. This is Brian Mays. Have a great Monday evening, everybody. You've been listening to the Licking County Locker Room from Chip Brothers Brewing here on Kate 98.7. This has been the Licking County Locker Room Show on Kate 98.7. Featuring a local high school here in Licking County, interviewing their coaches, players, and more.
The Licking County Locker Room, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing.